All right. Guess we're starting. Ladies, have a seat. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> it's so nice to have you here, my sisters. I'm, I'm seriously so honored that all of you are here today in the sanctuary. Uh, this is our very, very first gathering as you know, betrayed ladies who've gone through this journey, who are going through this journey. And this is such a great place to be at, at the foot of the cross with our fellow sisters in arms. This is gonna be a powerful meeting and I've been so excited about today. Um, just to quickly introduce myself, I'm Tiana Wiles. Um, most of you probably know my husband, he's Jeremy Wiles, and uh, we both created the Congress series and Warpath for the um, founders of Soul Refiner and Kingdom Work Studios. Um, recently, I hosted a series for, for you ladies called From the Ashes, and it's a series, a cinematic series for betrayed women. Um, I get this journey because I've been through it myself, so I know what it's like to crawl out of the hellhole of trauma. Um, and here I am today, um, not quite in one piece, <laughs> but better than I was before. Um, and when I call you my sisters, I mean that in every sense of the word, because uh, like I said, I, I get your pain. And here we all are, uh, Christina, Michelle, Carissa, they're here with me, they're my sisters. Uh, we're gonna sit in the dust with you, we're gonna cry with you, we're gonna laugh, we're gonna just be ourselves. This is a place where you can just exhale. Uh, I want to briefly say hello here to Michelle. She's our keynote speaker. Hi there, Michelle. Oh, you're mute, Michelle. <laughs> Can't Sorry, hear you. There you Sorry. are. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Hello, Tiana, Christina, Carissa, Hi, and all of the ladies that are here. I just want to say that I'm so honored and happy to be a part of this community. And I first want to say, just first off, because I know, you know, when you're coming into an environment like this and you're encountering the things that you're encountering internally and you don't know what to expect. Um, know that this is a safe place. Yes. And just take a, a moment and take a breath and inhale courage and exhale fear. Love that. <laughs> that is awesome. That That is just so perfect that's right there on your wall so ladies if you feel triggered today if there's something bothering you today just look at that wall behind michelle that's just beautiful inhale courage and exhale fear that's what we're going to do today i have some of that michelle to be honest with you i'm here today and i'm like i've got a little bit of nerves here i'm gonna <gasps> exhale that okay i'm gonna inhale some courage here from the board <laughs> and borrow some of your strength all right hyperventilate on us tiana you know, well, in our in our fears and all of that, his strength is perfected. So, you know. Amen. Amen. Um, so um, I, we've got some information here, some practical information. Uh, I, I just want to quickly go through. But, you know, before I do that, I want to introduce you quickly to my two other partners in crime here, Christina and Carissa. Christina and Carissa, uh, they... Uh, they're my partners in crime, like I said. They're also my sisters. I love them. They work here in Slow Refiner. Christina is our uh, director of discipleship, and Carissa is our senior producer slash 
everything. <laughs> she, she just has this immense wealth of creativity and wisdom. I'm, I'm going to introduce, tell you more about these two. They're wonderful. They're going to be here in the sanctuary in all our meetings. So I just wanted you to really get acquainted with these beautiful faces. Uh, and again, Michelle is our keynote speaker. Uh, so uh, before we continue, I just want to go through some very important information here because your cameras and your mics are going to be switched off and that's to protect you, to protect especially those of you who don't want your faces out there because this recording is going to be on our uh, Solar Finer Facebook page. So we just want to be mindful of that. Now, this doesn't mean that you can't communicate because we have a Q&A um, going on. So you can type your questions in the chat box and Christina and Carissa will be gathering all of that. And at the end of the meeting or throughout the meeting, we'll be pulling out those questions and answering them. And if we don't get to your questions, then don't worry about that. We will make sure to answer them. Um, you, can, you can email us in the survey that you're gonna get after this meeting and we'll make sure to answer your questions. We're here for you. God sees you. He has heard your cry. And the reason we're here today is because we get your pain, all right? We may not be going through exactly what you're going through, but we can all be vulnerable here. Um, and the reason that God has you know, given us this ministry is because he's heard you. And I really feel like this is a time to gather everyone, all the women who've been in the shadows, who have felt like they're, they're unseen and they're suffering in silence. No more, sister. This is your year. This is a year where you are going to profit from your pain. Jesus is with you. And this journey is going to start with the cross at the feet of Jesus, and it's going to end there. So here at this place, we are all equal, okay? doesn't matter where you are in your journey. You may be healed for 10 years. You may just be going through this crud. You may have just found out about your husband's betrayal. We are all equal on this playing field. We're all here to hear from Christ and to support each other. So... Anyway, I, uh, I, I hope that encourages you. <laughs> um, Carissa, before we continue, I, I would like for you to share a, a scripture and, and to lead us in prayer, to open us up in prayer. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here and um, I'm excited. And I just want to uh, say that this is going to be a comfortable place. You may hear us in the middle. I stop and say, hey, Tiana, you got some red lipstick on your teeth. <laughs> this is going to be all real. And because... I mean, who wants to show up for anything less, right? And so um, we want you to be comfortable as well. But yesterday I had a chance to, to we talked with Michelle just for a moment and uh, she shared with us that, that one of her favorite life scriptures is Psalm 42, which says, he drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. And so I was uh, thinking about that and I'm a little bit of a nerd and a weirdo and I like to dig apart words. And so I got out my Webster's 1828 dictionary and I started to break these words down and look at it. And um, I just want to just quickly go through those and share with you something that the Lord put on my heart. And uh, the first word is pit. So what is a pit? There's no light. There's no way out. It seems impossible. You're isolated. You're alone. You feel totally abandoned if you were in a pit. What's a miry bog? It's a swamp. Um, it's deep mud. It's super saturated. It's, it's earth that causes you to get stuck. And um, so a bog, I'm thinking about we're in Florida. 
even though I have a heater sitting at my feet. It's Florida winter. <laughs> with that. So if anybody hears a humming sound, it's because I'm old. Right. I'm below 80 in Florida and I'm freezing. Um, but a bog in Florida, what is that? It's like swampland. Well, what is swampland? I mean, that's frightening. That's scary. Any moment, if you're standing in swamp in Florida, I'm thinking I'm going to get eaten by an alligator. Something's going to pull me under. I can't move. I'm stuck. And the only way out is if someone reaches in and pulls you out because you can fight and fight and fight and you're just going to make the problem worse. So someone's got to reach in. Well, what does the scripture tell us? The person that reaches in is Jesus. He pulls in, he gets us from the pit where we feel isolated alone and from that place of being stuck. And he pulls us out and he sets us on a firm rock. And who is that rock? That is him. That's Jesus. And something the Lord was speaking to me that I wanted to share, which pairs perfectly with Michelle's life scripture. And that Psalm 18, no, I'm sorry, not Psalm 18, two, Psalm 18, two talks about the Lord is your rock, but it's Ephesians 5 20. And it says, giving Mm. thanks always for everything to God, the father in the name of our Lord, Jesus Christ. You know, we don't worship God based on our feelings or emotions. Um, we, those feelings and those emotions follow what we know about God, but we don't worship him based on what we feel. Um, no matter what we're going through or have gone through your relationship and your walk with Christ is something that should not waver. And it's because he is the rock. He is steady. We can have confidence in him, that no matter what we've gone through, who's betrayed us, he's our rock. He doesn't move and we can stand on that. And for me, The greatest blessings, the greatest spiritual growth in my own life has been through my suffering Mm -hmm. that has brought about the greatest spiritual blessings of my life. And, um, Corey Ten Boom, she said, you can never learn that Christ is all you have. I'm sorry, that Christ is all you need until Christ is all you have. So from everything we learn, Christ is all we need. He's it. (laughs) You don't know that until you've gone through suffering and you've lost it all. Um, you know, I, through my own journey, I purposed in my mind that I was not going to be a victim and that I was not going to succumb to that victim mentality that I was going to come through it. And I was going to profit from my pain. I was going to use what I went through to help others, but more than anything to illuminate who God is. And so that he would get all the, the glory and all the victory. And the beginning of that for me was gratitude was being mm. for everything, being thankful in our suffering so that we can say, we give thanks for everything to God, the father, um, because he's brought us through. He is our rock. He puts us on it. We just have to start with gratitude. And that's something we're going to talk about as we come together in our yeah. group is how to be thankful, what that looks like. Um, but I'm, I'm excited for Michelle to share her message. And I just want to I want to pray and a blessing over all of us and to give thanks to God for what he's going to do through this. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, God, for bringing us all together. I thank you for these women. I thank you for the courage that they that they mustered up today to be here. Um, Lord, I know that this is hard for some of us. Um, It's triggering. Uh, There's we don't understand everything that's going on around us and we're confused. We feel like we're in a pit. But God, each and every woman is here today for a purpose. And every woman that is, is going to be listening to that, to this message today, needs to hear what's going to be said. And Father, I just pray that we come with a, an attitude of gratitude and opening our ears to hear what you have to say. And Lord, let none of this be about ourselves, about me, Tiana, Christina, or Michelle. All of this is to glorify your name. 
Father, we give you all the praise and all the glory for what you're doing. We just ask that, that you be here present in this meeting today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Carissa. That, that was really powerful. And if anyone can speak from a place of overcoming suffering, that's you, Carissa. I, I don't know anyone who has gone through one tragedy after tragedy after, you know, trauma as you have. And ladies, you're going to hear more from Carissa in, in the months to come. So do keep coming back because th this lady has an amazing testimony. She really is rock solid. Not only is she my hero, seriously, I get to work with my hero. <laughs> she's also my best friend and and my my sister from another mister. You know, she she's incredible. So uh, just a little bit about Christina and Carissa, okay? Because you'll be seeing my co-host in, in, in the months to come. So I want you to get to know these ladies. Um, Carissa, as I said, is our senior producer, but she also is an incredible woman. She makes Proverbs 31 woman look lazy. Okay, she does. Yes, you do. <laughs> um, she is raising eight adopted children. Okay, that's, that's amazing. And she has an orphanage overseas that she takes care of. And she rescues traffic girls at night. Okay. Tell me about that. The woman has a superwoman cape on her. Okay. I mean, that's just incredible. <laughs> I know I love to embarrass her because she hates, it. She hates all that attention. <laughs> I love it though. Um, but that's her. And, and as a creative producer, she does so much, you know, not only does she put all our, our productions together, she also does all this creative stuff, which is amazing. I don't know where she gets it from, but I think her blood type is RB. Okay. Red Bull, <laughs> but you'll find your blood. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so, so thank you, Carissa. And uh, Christina over here is our um, director of discipleship. I already mentioned, she's amazing. Okay, she, she's just a picture of grace. She's brilliant, she's, she kicks butt. But tell you what, I think she is a covert drill sergeant, the way she gets things done around here, okay? She's amazing. Uh, and and. If you have any questions or concerns, she's your girl, all right? And, and um, once we get our new marriage series, which is called Happily Even Up launched, uh, she can help you and your husband get into couples groups. And once we get From the Ashes, the series for the women launched, then she can also help you get in a group. And if that doesn't work out, she can find you a new husband. That's okay. right, that's <laughs> right. I love that, Tiana. And I just wanna um, encourage the women, go ahead and use the chat box too. We have that open and going. We want you to be able to uh, talk together. Just know that whatever you write, everyone here um, will be able to see it. But if you have encouragement, if you have a prayer, if you have a prayer request, go ahead and use that. Um, we're ladies, we're used to multitasking. We can listen, we can, we can type, we can read, we got this. So um, anything- Regina, Regina's trying to up me. She said, I've got a heater at my feet here in Ohio. Well, Regina, it's cold in Florida, so I'm sorry. <laughs> it's 71 degrees here, and Chris is freezing. So uh, wait, wait. I was just in Montana, okay, during the holidays. That was cold. It was negative 12. So no, yeah. my butt was freezing. I think my okay. nose hairs were freezing. I don't look like this. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and Jennifer, Jennifer, I hear you. You are correct. No one can be seen here. 
Um, all cameras are off, all mics are off. It'll only be the four ladies. You can access us either. If you have a question for us, you can go to the chat box and we'll get that privately. Um, but if you have encouragement or a prayer request or something to share with the group that's positive, um, go ahead and use this chat box open on the side. Just hit check and it'll just pop up on the side. But Tiana, back to what you were saying, sweetie, um, you know, the community part, we, we mm -hmm. can't just blow through that. Yeah. Uh, sisterhood. Oh my goodness. Yes. I was in this journey, y'all. I've been there. I have a story of betrayal. Um, my husband cheated on me. His affair partner murdered. Uh, just crazy story. Mm -hmm. But during that time, I tried to do it for the longest time by myself. And that's exactly where Satan wanted me to be. I was all by myself. Just like you might be. This might be the first time you've ever found community. And someone, it was a pastor that painted this picture. We've all seen the Na National Geographic, right, ladies, where the lion is like roaming around, ready to pounce on, on, on this uh, unsuspecting uh, herd. And he's going after the one that's all by himself or injured or mm. licking the wound. But what a good pack mm. does is they surround, when they hint the danger, they surround that weak one and run with him in the center or her in the center. So that's what you need. You need a pack to help you because I was a sitting duck. Y'all, I was just a sitting duck. And when I was in my mess, it, my health was attacked from Satan, my children, my home, my friendships, everything. And I realized it was because I was trying to do it alone. I mean, we are wonder women. I do believe that, but I do believe we, not just, we don't just need God to help us. His gift to us is a community of women. So yes, discipleship is on my heart. You need to be here in community. Thank you for taking the step and joining us here um, until we get the from the ashes um, up and going. Um, we have this every month and we look forward to seeing you next month and the next month after that. And then we're gonna get you into groups so you can find community and healing with other sisters that share the same wounds. I love that. that. That's exactly right. We have to be in a community doing this by yourself. You, you can't do this journey by yourself. It is impossible because at some point you're either going to falter or you're going to get lazy about your healing. And then that, that's how the enemy gets to you. He'll attack you. He'll attack your mind. But if you have sisters around you who who are all striving to get yes. to a place of healing and, and restoration, then they can help lift you up when when you're down you know that's that's really one of the biggest things that helped me as well christina you know and carissa you said something about choosing not to be a victim i think yeah. that's so powerful that i really want to hone in on that because if we're going to profit from our pain we have to develop this attitude of gratitude we've got to get to a place of choosing not to be a victim choosing not to see our husbands as a per perpetrator but to recognize who's behind all this you know, it's the enemy. He wants to attack our soul. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And this is why I'm so excited to introduce Michelle Portier here today, because this is a lady who has chosen not to be a victim. So just a little bit about you, Michelle, because I, I do want you to get into your story, but I, I am just so amazed at how beautiful you are, how strong you are, and, and what you're doing today after everything that you've gone through, because you've been through hell. Um, Michelle served in the military. She served our country. And thank you for that, Michelle, for one thing. And today she, she is the founder of uh, michellespeaks.com. That is Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, speaks, 
S-P-E-A-K-Z.com, michellespeaks.com. She's a life recovery coach and she's an author, she's a speaker, she's an entrepreneur, she's all that, okay? Um, and this beautiful, compassionate, and strong lady, you're as tough as nails, if she knows how to fight. And she's gonna teach you how to fight today. She's gonna teach you how not to have this victim mindset, but to profit from your pain. Michelle, um, I I'm so thrilled to have you here. First of all, is there something you feel that the Lord wants you to share with these ladies before you get into your story? So, you know, as I sat and listened to everyone share, and it was totally in alignment with what God placed in my heart. And I know um, everybody's in different areas of their healing or processing their trauma or processing their pain or, um, but the thing that I want you to focus on is allowing yourself to feel the full spectrum of the emotions that are coming rather than suppressing them because God has given us a full spectrum of emotions for a reason. And we get disconnected from him because of the pain, because we're suppressing it or because we don't want to address it or because, you know, we just don't want to deal with it. And things become embedded within our souls. And, and you know, that's our heart, our mind, our, our mind, our will and our emotions. And when our emotions get off kilter, then it causes us to um, want to hide, want to isolate, which is a perfect, you know, opportunity for the enemy to come in. It causes us to entertain false belief systems. And we just become a shell of the person that God has created us and called us to be. So I would say, I would encourage you to allow yourself to feel and process the emotions, don't suppress them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I totally agree with that. that. That suppressing the emotions, that's what we're really, really good at. We're good at hiding it until it hurts our bodies. Because the thing about betrayal, Michelle, right? I mean, it, it's traumatic, it's trauma. So let's just state the obvious. And I, I didn't know this until I went through my own journey is that it, it changes your brain. Yes. Just like, right? Like porn addiction changes the brain of a sex addict. But so does betrayal because betrayal is emotional trauma and it creates this diamond shape um, thing in your brain. Your, your, your brain has this diamond shape uh, image on it when it's when you put it through a brain scan. And, and it, it's just that part of your brain that is overexerting itself. And that's not a good thing. That is really not a good thing. You, you, you can actually see brain changes um, between a trauma brain and a normal brain. And, and that's astounding. So it is important to stay in a place of not suppressing, but learning how to process this. Um, Michelle, I, I want you to, to share your story because um, you, you, most people, even before you went through your journey, they, they probably thought that you were really tough. I mean, you were in the military. You know how to hold your ground. You could take well. care of yourself. Because <laughs> a lot of women think that when they're betrayed, it's because they're weak. Yeah. Um, their husband's betrayed because they're worthless or whatever. And that's not the reason why. So, Well, sure. you know, it, it has nothing to do with, with you. And it has everything to do with how Satan has, has put his grips in them, you know, and me recognizing that the battle was spiritual and not natural was the thing that helped me make the paradigm shift. But I digress and I'll go back to um, so my journey. You know, I'm not going to share the whole thing because it's, woo, uh, <laughs> and I don't want to weigh the women, you know, the ladies down any more than uh, they need to be. But I'll say this. My pain helped me to find my passion, which helped me to find purpose, 
which helped me to walk in power. So now that I'm able to go back and help other women find and walk in their power. Um, but my emotions from a young age, I was, I was trained, it was ingrained in me not to express any kind of emotion, to suppress, mm -hmm. to survive, to be strong, to put on my big girl panties, suck it up and keep it moving. That was what my lifestyle was like growing up. And so I learned very early to wear a mask, but this is the thing about masks. If you wear them, if you hide it, you can't feel it. And I'd gotten to the point that I had worn a mask for so long that I didn't know where the mask ended and Michelle began. Um, and so, and I didn't know, I didn't come to know the Lord for myself, like truly in my heart. I had a head knowledge, but I didn't come to know the Lord until I was 32 years old. Um, and my journey of pain and trauma began at six. You know, and very briefly, I'll tell you about that. But my, my greatest betrayal was the betrayal that I suffered, you know, during my 20 year marriage. Um, but it started at a young age. The door was open for me to suppress. Um, beginning at the age of six, you know, I was sexually violated mm -hmm. by members in my family. And, you know, I, my boundaries were crossed before I even realized I had boundaries. My voice was taken before I realized I even had a voice. Mm -hmm. and so I learned that was the norm for me. Um, and so I learned very early to just be a blank slate, not to express any kind of emotions. But what that caused me to do is when you suppress things for so long, they manifest in other areas and they began to manifest in my body and in my attitude and in my temperament and in my relationships or lack thereof. Um, and this is what that looked like. You know, I needed external validation. So, you know, I joined the drill team. I joined the choir. I was on the track team. I did everything that I could to seek and get the love that I did not get at home. You know, mm -hmm. my home, you know, when you're children, you're supposed to be protected and loved and supported and nurtured. I didn't experience any of that. So I desired that I needed that and so that's what I sought through you know those accolades and that, that external validation growing up in school until it got to the point because the abuse continued throughout my teenage years but at 16 I started realizing that I don't know what this is the stuff that I'm feeling these emotions that I'm feeling and I felt like this and I'll share you know a poem that I wrote is called emotions so many emotions running through my mind. I often find I've wasted much time. Just long to feel your presence near, sweet words of comfort whispered in my ear. I'm in a pit and struggling to stand. Just wanna feel your reassuring hand. Memories bombarding my mind nonstop, so vivid at times I'm frozen in shock. I long to be engulfed in your embrace. So many thoughts I want erased. My soul cries out for peace, peace, peace. Help me, Lord, to be released. And when I pinned that, that was at a moment where everything just came crashing down. All of the memories from the abuse, the sexual trauma, the incest, all of the it was your fault. You wanted this. Why did you not come forward? And I felt like I wanted to end my life. You know, I, 
I had five failed suicide attempts by the time I, I exited the military. And I said, God, at that point, that's when I began to seek God because by this time I had married who I thought was my knight in shining armor because I was running from the dysfunction of home and I ran to the military to serve, but also to separate myself from the dysfunction that I grew up in and to recreate who I was. And I ran right into the military and right into what I thought would be my knight in shining armor. Um, but before meeting him, I was sexually assaulted by a, another service member while I was serving. And so I was like, um, God, if you're real, I need you to help me to understand why, like why, what did I do? Because I blame myself. What did I do to attract this? What did I do to cause this? And when I met my, my ex-husband now, he was everything that I thought a protector would and could be. He was six feet four, you know, mm -hmm. built like a brick wall. 320 mm -hmm. pounds. And in my mind, he was going to protect me because in order for anybody to get to me, they had to get through him. And that wasn't going to happen. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he had his own demons as well. And so very early in the marriage, there was physical abuse. Um, there was mental, emotional abuse. There was sexual abuse. But I hid it because I had made the covenant to marry him. And I took that very, very strongly. I was like, you know, well, this is stuff for better or better or worse until the worst got worse. Mm. Um, the first time that I found out that he had been unfaithful was because I was, I had gonorrhea and, you know, serving in the military on that base, everybody knows everybody. So getting the call that I needed to come in and get a shot and bring my husband in with me was totally humiliating. And so we went in there and, and I'm fuming, you know, I'm, I'm tiny, but I was a hothead. Like I'm very calm now, but in my younger years, I was a little firecracker. <laughs> so, yes, you can have a copy of the poem. But when I called him and told him, I said, I just got a call that I had gonorrhea. And his response was like, well, what are you, what are you, what are you, what are you trying to say? Mm. I'm like, it's not what I'm trying to say. It's what I'm saying, because I know that I haven't been in. And I said, you need to get home and you need to get home now. And I was closer to the house with, than him, but he got home before me because I told you I was a firecracker. So I was headed in my mind. Everybody was going to die that day. I was going to shoot. I, we, we were all going to die. That was my mindset. And so he got home and I'm looking for it. And I'm looking, he's like, I got rid of it. I'm like, you better be glad you got rid of it because um, today was going to be your last day on this earth. Just being real. I'm just being honest, you know. Sure. And so, yeah, you have to. And you know what? I mean, any woman would feel that way. Way to break right. it to you, baby. Here's an STD. Here's how you find out about the betrayal. Thank you very much. I mean, of course. And so I was devastated. And I was like, I've been the best wife that I could be. I gave you a daughter. I keep a good home. I have a career. I'm supporting you and building your business. I keep myself in shape. What more do you want? What more do you need? Not realizing, I didn't know at that time, his traumas. They came out as I began dealing with mine. Mm -hmm. um, and so I ended up having to go to mental health. And I was diagnosed with five mental health diagnoses. Um, 
And I just, that's where the rubber met the road. And that's where I was like, God, if you are real, I need you to show yourself to me because I am going crazy. I am losing my mind. I had a head knowledge. I grew up in the church, but I didn't have a relationship. I didn't have an encounter with God. Mm -hmm. And when I had that encounter, that was my paradigm shift because when I had that encounter, I have to tell you about it. It was one night after he had gone out and I knew he was going to be with somebody else. And I curled up in my bed and I said, God, if you are real, I need to feel your presence. And I literally felt such a warmth engulf me. And I had this fragrant smell that smelled like roses. And I don't share this with people often, but I had such a sense of peace. And it was the first time that I had felt peace in years. And I was okay and I was able to sleep and I got up and I'm like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? And God began to talk to me and said, I want you to pray for him. I want you to see him through the eyes of Christ as I see you. I want you to see him as a soul that is lost and that is bound as you were once bound because I had already received a level of deliverance and healing. And I said, okay, God, I'll begin to pray for him. I'll begin to, you know, so the journey to me the first journey, the first thing that I had to do was forgive, not just forgive him, but forgive myself. Hmm. Um, and so that was the thing that helped me to process, not saying that, you know, we, we did still have some moments, but that was the thing that helped me to begin to process all of the pain because everything came up, not just what I experienced during my marriage, but all of the other, you know, traumas started to come up and, when you're unpacking trauma, it can be overwhelming. When you're so used to not experiencing emotions, when they all come at once, it can be overwhelming. I felt like I was coming out of my skin and I was like, God, help me. You said in your word, you know, that you would never leave me nor forsake me. You said, you know, that you bind up my tears and that you're close to the broken heart. I am broken and I can't breathe. I can't go another step. I can't do another thing unless you help me through this because I'd held in so much pain for so long. When we hold body trauma, it manifests in our body. And I, I got out of the military with a heart condition. Wow. I was written for the first year and they said that I would never heal from that. But God said otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, so after a year of healing, you know, leaning on the word and healing scriptures and believing and still all this time praying and fasting for my husband, for his deliverance, for his soul to be saved. And, you know, still having some very tough conversations and other things being revealed, other, you know, betrayals, other um, mm. um, infidelities that were coming up, women that were coming out of the woodwork calling me. And I know that was God's giving me a heart of flesh that I was able to minister to those women. I, I love that. I'm, and I'm sorry to interrupt you because I, I, I kind of thought about Christina, you know, and her story about forgiving her husband, you know, that, that I feel like in so many ways, God deals with us first yeah. before he deals with our husbands. Mm-hmm. It can also be flipped, but a lot of times it's, it's, it's to get our attention. Christina, Chris, do you have any input on this? Because I, I know this is, this is something that's just, you know, welling up in you. Well, I totally get goosebumps hearing you, Michelle. Uh, this is actually my first time hearing your, your full story. And I'm just, I'm, 
in awe of what God does, where he doesn't waste a pain. It's not just one person's journey. The ripple effect of how many lives are affected um, and completely changed. Um, this wasn't just my husband Lamar's story. It was mine too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the same thing, Michelle. I mentioned this before. I believed that it was all real. I believed that Jesus died for my sins. I believed that the Bible was the written word of God, but I never had to believe in it until <laughs> Lamar didn't love me anymore. And there was no, nothing left in my life. And that's mm-hmm. what I needed because like I said before, it, Lamar become my mini God. Mm-hmm. And I, I was devastated because he was, he was an idol to me because yes. he was my say, you know, to me, he was my savior. And when I began to really get close with my relationship with God, I start. I was like, God is a jealous God. You will have no other gods before me. And I'm like, okay, God, well, help me. Help me because this man is all that I've known. This man is the only love that I've known, but your love is so much more greater, unconditional and pure. And so I was like, God, help me to deal with the things within me you know, that have caused me to be angry, to be feeling less than, to feel that I'm not worthy, to feel that I'm not enough. And so I I, I say all that to say that once I identified, there's three things that I had to do. I had to identify the barriers and the blocks that were preventing me from loving fully myself and others, from forgiving fully, from wanting to heal fully, from wanting to show up. I had to identify the barriers and those barriers were spiritual. They were physical, they were emotional and they were mental because of all of the things that I had encountered and I hadn't allowed myself to process them because I stuffed them. Mm. I absolutely hated crying. Like I'm, I'm a big baby now, you know, <laughs> I cry at everything, but I had gotten so used to suppressing my emotions that I would not cry. Mm. And when the well broke, it gave so many people around permission to express and cry and allow themselves to express without apologizing. And so when it started, that healing process began and then God was like, healing is messy. It is not linear. Healing is a journey. It is not a place that you arrive at. There's layers to healing, just like there's layers to forgiveness. And if you can forgive, this soul that was found, because that was the most devastating betrayal I could. I made a covenant with this man. I gave you everything. I gave you my body. I gave you my mind. I gave you my soul. I gave you my spirit. We were one. Mm-hmm. And you shared that and you violated that with so many other people. And I'm just grateful to God that I didn't get anything more serious than, than gonorrhea because God had a purpose in it. There was a purpose in the thing. Yeah. And it was for me to realize who I am apart from him who I am as a woman, who I am as a leader, who I am as a sister, who I am as a daughter of the king, who I am apart from him, that I am whole apart from him. Um, And so those were the things that helped me to heal to the point that I am now. It helped me to turn my tragedy into triumph and I can go back and help other women do the same because this is so cliche, hurting people hurt people. Mm-hmm. When my husband began to share with me at the time, his traumas growing up, I understood that was his way of dealing with his trauma. 
at the time, this man was 34 years old and had never known the Lord. Mm. But because of my walk with the Lord and he saw how committed I was to it, he gave his life over to the Lord. Wow. Because of my walk, now he's in prison. He ended up going to prison. <laughs> yeah, I heard. But um, his soul was saved. And that was, I, that was my prayer. God, even if we don't make it, I want his soul saved. Yeah. I ended up ministering to the last woman that he betrayed me with, who is now his wife, who I now minister to both of them. Talk and I forgiveness. do that because I've forgiven him. But it was a long, hard road, but it was so worth it because I had to face my own demons. Like I used food, you know, as a way to numb my emotions. I used exercise to the extreme as a way to numb my emotions. I was trying all these things and I was like, God was sitting there like, okay, I'm waiting until you come back to me. You can use, try all these resources, but you have to come back to the source, which is me. But and so I just want to hone into forgiveness there, Michelle. Okay. Because I think forgiveness is such a crucial element to our recovery from this, you know, and I, I know that any woman who's going through this, that, that's a way of releasing. Because we suppress hurt, we do all these things, but then God shows us a way forward. And one of those key elements would be forgiveness. Carissa, Christina, I, I want you to hone to, to talk a little bit about this as well, because you, you get this. You, you couldn't survive trauma and all that be, without forgiveness. What's your take on this? It, it's a journey. It doesn't yeah. happen overnight. And any Christian or anyone that tells you, well, be a good Christian and just forgive. It's that's a bunch of baloney. Yeah. It doesn't mm -hmm. happen. It is a journey and it's intentional. And you have to determine, you have to, to set it and say, no, I'm going to forgive. I don't feel very forgiving at this moment, mm -hmm. but I know I need to. And that is, that is for your healing. That mm -hmm. is not to release somebody else that someone else doesn't benefit from your forgiveness in the way that you benefit. It mm -hmm. releases, it heals. And God, I can't wait until we get into the, the, the science of forgiveness as well, because there's yes. all kinds of things that happen in the brain and, mm -hmm. and, you know, your brain is doing some incredible things when you go through that process, but it's a journey. It doesn't happen. And there's no, uh, formula. It's just, it's a journey and you, you have to trust God through it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. One yeah. of the things that, um, and and I think this is part of it too, in that Michelle mentioned early on is about feeling the emotions mm -hmm. and, and that even helps with the forgiveness part as well, because for me, um, similar to Michelle, it's always about, I'm tough, I'm strong. Um, I'm a warrior. I don't, you know, I don't need anyone. I can do this. Um, I'm not going to feel these things because I'm just going to plow through it. And one of the areas that I was getting this major block in my own life, and I couldn't figure out why am I still feeling this? And why am I experiencing that? And it's because I had not allowed myself to be angry. Mm. Anger was a sin. And I'm like, no, I don't do that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to feel angry. That's a sin. And the Lord just kept putting these things in front of me about feeling angry. And I'm like, mm -hmm. God, that can't be from you because you don't want me to feel angry. And the moment I did. And I let myself feel that anger for me. What was blocking me was that I was able then to really tap into healing and full forgiveness because I yeah. felt anger. So you're going to feel the emotions, 
there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with feeling we're emotional creatures. It's the way God created us. We need to feel those things. The key is you don't stay there. Yes. Uh, for me, I used to write uh, things on my, on my mirror in the morning while I'm getting ready notes to myself. I'm mm. going through it. I'm not staying. It's Great. okay that I feel this way, but I'm not staying here. You have to make a declaration. I'm not staying in it. I'm coming through it. Krista, I just, I love that. And just being the um, neuro geek that I am, uh, <laughs> that you up. I mean, that by staying there, mm-hmm. uh, we do build that toxicity in our brain if we don't forgive. That's mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, for those of you that are familiar with Conquer series, we teach the men that their sin completely deforms their brain. I mean, we've done mm-hmm. neuroimaging. We see that their brain looks like that of a crack addict. That's why you eventually don't recognize your husband anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's why he can't stop the things he's doing because he's like a Ferrari engine with tricycle brakes. So we teach the men that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the same thing science is now showing, Chris, which is it's so fascinating that women who choose not to forgive their brains become just as deformed, if not more so than their husband. So it's almost wow. like their sin becomes her sin. So yes, forgiveness isn't going to happen overnight. It isn't going to happen in just one day or two days, or maybe not even a month or a year, but you got to give it time. But that has to be the end goal. That has to be the end goal to not just forgive him, but even the other women, yes. you know, even yes. the people in the story that have hurt you yes. again, that might just make you shudder. But otherwise, that bitterness is rooted in your brain and it will take root and it'll build up toxicity in your brain and it'll destroy you. And something that's important is forgiveness doesn't necessarily mean reconciliation. Right. That out of your mind. That is that doesn't mean reconciliation. Forgiveness is absolutely necessary, but reconciliation isn't always possible. Say that again. That is so, so important. It is. It is so important. Ladies, if you missed that, what Carissa just said, forgiveness does not necessarily mean reconciliation. Michelle, you can attest to this. Chris, you can attest to this. There are some people that are not safe to stay Mm -hmm. in a marriage and no one should be telling you, you need to go or you need to stay. That is between you and God. And I get very, very passionate about this because I had so many good intending women tell me, you got to leave. Tigers don't change their stripes or you're just enabling the problem. Mm. And I know they were concerned about me, but God hadn't told me to leave. Michelle, same thing. You, I'm sure you faced it too, right, Michelle? I faced it. People telling me to leave, people telling me to stay. People, I was like, God, what? Are, just shut up. What are you saying? Yeah. What are you telling me to do? And when I got the release to leave, that's when I left, but not a minute before, you know, and, and I had to allow myself to process the grief, the, the loss of what I thought the marriage was, the loss of what I thought mm-hmm. the relationship was. I had to allow myself to grieve it. Grief is just not, you know, allocated to death. It was the loss of a lifestyle. It was the loss of companionship. It was the lo- loss of what I thought was forever. And so um, once I allowed myself to read that, you know, being able to forgive and minister to the other women, because I saw the hurt in them that caused them to want to be connected to him. And a lot of this, a lot of it was they were bound by trauma. Mm. You know, I, I believe we were attracted to one another because of our individual traumas. And yes, we helped each other, but then it became toxic because that, that, that stuff took over. And so that's what God revealed to me and God showed me. But to this day, I love him, yes, because we, we have a child together, you know, a beautiful daughter. 
um, I love his new wife, you know, who lives probably about 10 minutes away from me. Um, you know, I, I just, and it took me seven years. I'm not going to lie, seven years to completely to come to that place. Um, but I knew that I had to because it was in, it was impacting my life in a negative way. And I just began to draw on, this was one of my other founding scriptures, Isaiah 54 and 5. For your maker is your husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, and the Holy One of Israel is your demon, the God of the whole earth is called. For the Lord has called you like a woman forsaken, grieved in spirit and heart soul. Even a wife in you, when she is later refused and scorned, says your God, for a brief moment, I forsook you, but with great compassion and mercy, I will gather you to me again. That was the thing that helped me through those, that most difficult time. Um, the separation, it was like, you know, you know, God said a three-four cold is not easily broken. And so I physically felt in my spirit and my, in my soul when I finally left, I felt the tear. I felt the, the rope untwining. And I'm like, God, okay you got to help me with this because this is so painful, but I would rather, I got to the point that I wanted to embrace the pain mm -hmm. because the pain was the only way to get through to the other side, to the power. Yeah. And then God revealed to me, your pain. I was like, God, why did you, why did, why did you have me endure it? He said, because you can endure it. And because in that pain, I'm going to use you to help other women and other people in general to overcome pain by acknowledging, by accepting it by identifying the barriers, by ending the shame of silence, by putting a voice to what they were ashamed of or felt embarrassed by or felt guilty by. And then they can begin the journey to, rest to restoration, which is, you know, setting and sustaining those boundaries that were, were crossed and resetting mm -hmm. your mind. Because as you were talking about, Christina, you know, I had brain studies and things done and they were looking at, you know, uh, the different makeup of how, what my brain was like before and what it did during that time, not just because of the trauma, but because of, you know, um, the impact of just denying, I believe, trying to deny and live in a, in a virtual reality of what I thought my marriage was, what I saw it was, and the reality of what it was, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's this, this, this pain that we get from betrayal in so many ways can be a blessing. It doesn't feel that way when you're going through this journey because it feels like hell. But one thing that the Lord revealed to me is that we can profit from this because the betrayal from our husbands in a lot of ways is God's way of healing other trauma in our lives if there are other past traumas. The thing about trauma is so interesting because sometimes our mind doesn't remember, but our body does. And there are also other traumas that are so bad, so traumatic that they stay in our subconscious minds that we only get triggers or vague memories, even dreams. And when this crud happens to you, it forces you to face the pain that you have otherwise suppressed from your past. And now God is like, now deal with everything. I'm going to show you layer by layer, little by little, how to heal from these things. Um, and from the ashes the series one of the things that the lord showed me when writing the teaching there and, and the script the movie script that goes with the teaching uh he gave me a, a, this metaphor of a flower a flower that goes that grows from the fire 
I couldn't understand this. I was like, okay, God, I'm, I'm, I'm writing this movie script from the ashes. You know, we got actors and everything. And there's this scene about a fire flower, a flower that grows from the ashes. And that's why it's called from the ashes. And I was like, okay, God, interesting. So I write this, this scene as the Lord showed me. And funny enough, I know I'm kind of going away from what we're talking about, but this is really important. Uh, we were casting our lead actresses for, for the role of, of our, our lead character for this movie. And uh, this um, wonderful actress named Jeanne from South Africa was auditioned. And uh, we were auditioning her and, and she was talking and, and um, Chris and Jeremy, because I wasn't there at the audition, they saw a flower. She was wearing a, a, a necklace with a flower on it. And then uh, she just went on and on talking. She said, you see this necklace that I have? This is a protea necklace. And, uh, and the, she went through a trauma uh, of herself. And she said, this, this is a fire flower. This flower grows from the ashes. And I didn't know that. I was like, what? There is an actual flower that grows from the ashes? Now get this. Unlike what, what kind of flower grows from the ashes from a forest fire, uh, a protea is a very, very interesting flower. This thing only grows by fire. So the seed stays dormant under the ground. It stays there. It doesn't wake up until there's a forest fire, until the heat from the soil cracks the shell, cracks the seed, and the nutrients from the ashes makes it come up and grow. This is so powerful. This is so powerful because I kind of feel like that's what trauma is. A lot of times the pain that we've suppressed deep down inside stays there until this layer of betrayal, this fire from betrayal cracks us open and allows God's healing from the ashes of our lives to seep through and heal us. And something beautiful comes out of it. That's how we profit from our pain, is allowing God to use this pain that we don't want, that we never asked for, to transform us from the inside out and to change everything else around us. And that's what you girls are. You are proof of that. Fire flowers. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Fire flowers. Yeah. That is so powerful, you know, and, and I know we're all familiar with that scripture, you know, the beauty for ashes. Um, when I first began the journey, that was one of the scriptures that was another powerful one for me because he said he would give me beauty for ashes and that's what he's done you know I am about to be 51 years young here in next week actually you do not look 51 no, no. <laughs> that that's a secret to beauty is trauma we got to get trauma to look beautiful <laughs> <laughs> but girl, you know, God said it more, the latter would be greater. But in all of that, Amen. my greatest, my greatest, my greatest healing came when I humbled myself and realized that I could not champion through this by myself, that I had to allow myself to be vulnerable, that I had to reach out to other women, women of God, um, to help me through this, that I had to be vulnerable and transparent and authentic because again I had gotten so used to wearing the mask that I was afraid on it just being I was afraid to show the real me because when I did that um it was taken advantage of I was you know violated I was mm -hmm. you know lied to I was you know so 
that was the greatest step. And I can remember to this day, it was May 5th, 2005 at a women's tea, a women's gathering that, that God really began to heal my heart completely from the inside out. And that was such a profound time because I felt like weights and chains were literally being broken off of me. I physically felt them. And I just came up so much lighter. And everybody was like, your countenance is so different because the weight of the pain and the weight of the hurt and the weight of the shame and the weight of the, the, the betrayals and all of that and the weight of the traumas that I was trying to hide and I wasn't really hiding because everybody saw it anyway, um, was gone, was transformed. But it was his love. And it was the love of those women that showed me there was no judgment. There was no condemnation. There was no nothing but love. And so I encourage you, I implore you that as you come into this community, that you know that it's a safe place where you can begin or continue your journey to healing. It's a place where you can be seen, where you can be heard, and where you can give and receive love. Um, and I implore you not to allow bitterness to overtake your heart because coming back from that is not easy. Um, I, 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 and I speak, I was very bitter. I mean, to the point that my daughter didn't recognize me. You know, mm -hmm. my, my parents didn't recognize me. Uh, my friends didn't want to be around me. But God had to, to get me in a place where I was by myself so that I could deal with myself. And then it was able to reach out and allow those women to minister to me um, at my darkest moment, in my darkest place. Because without them, I would not be where I am now. I would not have made it because God works through people to help you heal. And he works through women. And you know, we are very intuitive. We are very in tune with the Holy Spirit, even when we've been hurt. You mm -hmm. know when, some, when a woman is coming to you to help you heal and it's sincere. So I ask you just to trust, you know, unmask, unveil the hurt within, to nurture the longing within that we all have to manifest the dreams, souls, and desires that God has placed within your heart, to open up, to be safe, to be you, so that you can, so that you can attract the kindred connections that God has already preordained for you before. Like Carissa's reaching out to me was not by chance. She found me online and <laughs> said she saw that picture and was like, God said, I needed to connect with you. So when you are able to unmask, then you can be found and you can turn your pain into profit because God said his gifts would make room for you. He's given me the gift of being able to heal, help people heal, to overcome pain. Each and every one of you has a gift. There's a gift in, in the pain that you've endured. There's a gift in the betrayal. There's a gift in it, whether it's the gift of helping your husband heal and you guys go on and, and minister together or whether it's the gift of you healing and you guys part ways, but you still have that agape love for one another. Only God can give you that answer. Amen. But I Amen. To, to allow you to, be, um, to being open, to be free. You know, Michelle, I wanted to kind of say something. And one of um, a chat popped up, which goes along with exactly what I was going to address with you. And, and it is important to find community and it's important to share. And one of the frightening things can be um, well, who do I share with? Who is a safe person? And when you're vulnerable and you're in that, you know, your mind, your emotions are everywhere. And so you're not always thinking clearly, but I would tell people to start with, 
look, God loves you. Jesus loves you. He wants to protect you. Start with a prayer that just says, Lord, bring the right people into my life. And if anyone comes in that I don't need to be listening to or feeding into my ear, then show me, cut them out, get them out. He will, he will do that for you. Um, but someone says, it is so hard to know who is a safe person to share with, especially if you are not giving up on your marriage and your husband is working through his trauma. I have one person I can share with so far and that's it. A few other friends know our issue, but we don't talk about it. Well, then one friend it is. You only need one. And, you know, it's yes. one friend it is. Um, and you don't have to share everything with everyone. And one of the worst things you can do is just turn things into a puke fest. Mm. You've got unhealthy people who've got their own wounds they've not here. and they're just feeding a mess. So no, you don't want to scatter it all out before everyone, but just pray that the Lord leads you to the right people. And the ones that are not supposed to be there, get them out. And if they're not, if what they're, what advice they're giving you or what guidance they're giving you doesn't align with God's word, then you don't need to hear it, flush it and move on. Not everyone's going to have the best advice. Not everyone understands trauma. And that's the measure, you know, his word is the measure, you know, he said, if we hide our word in, our, in his heart, you know, then, then use that as your measure. Because I think what happens with trauma, at least for me, I started to mistrust mm-hmm. uh, what I was hearing from God. And so having to, tr- uh, learning to trust myself again, trust that like, God, I know your voice, the voice of a stranger, I will not follow. I had to make those declarations and know that God, this is you speaking to me. This is not me. This is not trauma. This is not pain. This is you. And I could, you know, I believe anybody that's experienced trauma, because to me, like mental health to me is unprocessed pain and suppressed emotions at its most basic definition. And when you've experienced trauma, it makes you so sensitive to things in the spirit that you will know when that person is not a safe place to share because your body will tell you um, if you feel anxious, if you feel you have to feel guarded, if you feel that you can't be authentically who you are, then that's an indication that's not a safe place for you to be, for you to share. Yeah, I agree because one of the things that gets broken through trauma is our intuition. We we have a hard time really knowing what we're feeling and, and hearing from God. But as we seek restoration, as we seek recovery, healing through Christ, uh, that's when we start getting sensitive to that voice of the Holy Spirit again. And, and it's like he tells us exactly, exactly what we have to do, where we have to go, what is next? Because no one can tell you exactly what you have to do. You know, and a lot of times when you're going through through betrayal and you're trying to find out what to do next, you're just in panic mode and, and you're just a ball of emotions. That's when you don't want to make long-term decisions. You do not. You, you have to wait. Wait until you calm down, until you've planned things, you've really looked at the battlefield, you've lined your ducks in a row, you, 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 do, you, you ask for advice, counseling, <laughs> prayer, then you make these long-term decisions. Yeah. Otherwise, it's so important to just seek God and calm down. Just learn to breathe. I love, again, the, the words on your wall, Michelle. You know, inhale courage and exhale fear. I, I, I think we should end with that because I think it, uh, we've, we've learned so much today, ladies, haven't we? And Michelle, you've been incredible. Thank you so much for sharing from your heart and empowering us 
And ladies, Chris, uh, Christina, your input is so valuable. Um, you'll be hearing more from amazing women in, in this journey in the months to come. And Carissa and Christina will also be sharing a lot of insights and anecdotes that will really encourage you. Um, I just want to thank you for, for coming here today. And before we end, uh, there's some things that Christina would like to announce because we have some exciting new things coming up here at Solar Refiner that I don't want you to miss out on because we have this amazing community that we're offering you. We're not just giving you a bunch of cinematic series programs for you to go through. We're starting movements here, you know, movements of healing, because I feel like sometimes when you're broken, you're banging on the church doors, you're banging on the doors of counselors, and you're not getting any help. Well, what was the first church like? There were a bunch of misfits and broken people who came together in Christ, and they changed the world. That's what we are here today. We are the body of Christ. The body of Christ is not just a building, it's us. It is us, and he can work his power through us especially when we come together. So I encourage you to come back here next time to our next sanctuary meeting. Christina, why don't you take over and tell us what's going on? Oh, ladies, this is so exciting. Next February, I believe it's February 11th, second Friday of the month, we're gonna be meeting. Every single second Friday of the month, y'all. Same time, 10 o'clock. And Chris, Etienne and I, we wanna hear from you. It's gonna be right around the corner from Valentine's Day. And ladies, you know, that can be triggering. Valentine's Day is a rough one, no matter what part of the journey you're on, whether you're fighting for your marriage. Okay, we're just going to get real here. And you're wondering, is it even safe for me to be having sex with my husband? I mean, yeah. he, he's an addict. Am I feeding the addiction um, to, mm -hmm. you know what, I don't even want to acknowledge this day to maybe you're at a place where, you know, what? I'm sick of Satan stealing all my holidays. And I want to get Valentine's Day back. It doesn't matter where you are. Um, in our um, survey that we send out to you right after you end this meeting, there's going to be a place for you to ask your questions and mm -hmm. just give us your name. We'll just use your first name and we're going to address those questions and we're going to get real and talk about what Valentine's Day this year can look like and how it can be different. So that's super exciting, y'all. And then until From the Ashes does come out, um, it's so important to be in community. And once a month, this is beautiful, but there's other things you can do. Uh, I was so excited, ladies. I saw in the chat, uh, there's a Kathy um, participating in here. She was the one that was the leader of the first group that I ever went to. You know, so beginning of my journey, I just had one sister, just like that sweet girl. I only have one friend, me too. For the longest months, I just had one sweet sister I could trust. But then I met Kathy. Oh my goodness, y'all, Kathy was amazing. She's the one that, sh turned, that showed me Conquer series. She showed me Conquer Hey, Kathy. Series. <laughs> Kathy. Oh, I love you. <laughs> we love you guys. And they are doing the Lord's work there in Jacksonville, Florida, Michelle. So hey. I think there's a connection there. We got to get y'all connected. You but, say uh, Kathy? Yes, Kathy Broderick. I'll give you her contact information. So, um, oh, Christina, there's a, a lady here. Let me see where, where did it go? Um, Oh yeah, Nadine, Nadine, you had a question here. How do I get connected? So Solar Finder or Kingdom Wars? Christina, why don't you let Nadine know? Absolutely, you can go to our Facebook page to get information, the Solar Finder or the Facebook page. Um, you'll see the website. We're actually gonna be filming this, it'll be there. Uh, but you know, just a little bit more in the Conquer series, get in a group, 
with either your husband or with other ladies. Pick some ladies from here who are willing to share their emails. Ladies, throw them out there if you're looking for a group. Um, and then grab those emails. And, uh, or if you're in Jacksonville, go to chapter two. I mean, they show Conquer series. That's where my healing really, really began because I needed to understand what Lamar was battling with. I needed to understand addiction. I needed to understand the brain. And so start there, ladies. It makes the biggest difference to understand what our men are struggling with and our sons. Don't forget our sons. This yes. is every man's battle. Every man's yes. battle that has an ounce of testosterone, this is his battle. So yes. start there, you know, just get in that group, start there and, uh, you know, keep your eyes out for happily even after, uh, you know, that's going to be coming out. That's for all marriages. It doesn't matter if you're on the brink of divorce or if you're newlyweds, <laughs> this is going to be, you know, just how do you get that marriage? That is just what God designed you to have. Amen. And one of my super good, um, is stronger together. Uh, this is one that Doug Wise did, uh, and it's on the Soul Refiner platform. Check it out. Uh, go to soulrefiner.com. You can see all these programs. And uh, it is it uh, addresses intimacy and anorexia. And we'll talk about that next month. I think we have to I talk about that. Yeah, it's about withholding sex, withholding intimacy, withholding compliments, withholding love. Withholding um, anything good, really, you know, from your spouse. I truly believe yeah. we're all guilty of it at some degree, but some people, it's, I mean, it's, it's a marriage destroyer. Um, so just being aware of that, we'll be talking about that, but check that out. I know I, I threw a lot out there, but I get super excited about all this. So if you have any questions, reach out to us. Uh, like I said, we'll have that survey. You can put questions there. And Michelle, um, we have given your email address on that survey as well. If people want to connect with you um, and ask personal questions, if that's okay with you. That's fine. Uh, so, yes. Wonderful. So ladies, we want to connect you. Yeah, I wanted to also encourage the ladies to go through, like you're saying, go through the Conquer series, yes. go through Warpath. It's so beneficial and you'll get healing from it, but that's not to say you're still not going to want to take a machete to his business. <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> it's good yeah. to know what you're up against and what you're, what you're facing. It just helps put things in perspective. You can take a step back and go, Oh, doesn't mm -hmm. make it all right. Doesn't make it excusable, but you'll feel less like getting that machete out or whatever. And <laughs> try to do it. Or pulling a gun out. You guys don't want to do that. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. No, don't do that. No. <laughs> um, but also, you know, some of the ladies were, were chiming in and asking questions like how, you know, my husband's been in the in a group for two months going through healing. When can I start trusting him? Watching and being a part of Conquer and Warpath will help answer those questions because it'll give you markers to understand yes. where they should be in their healing journey. And you will have a better idea of, you know, he's not doing that. I don't see this. This doesn't mm -hmm. look secure. Or he is doing these things. This is where we are on the path. But you won't know that until you learn it as well. Yes. And I wanted to add that you know, when you watch the Conquer series or Warpath, yes, it definitely gives you an understanding on a sex addict's brain. It, it helps you understand their behaviors. It helps you do But the other thing is that it disciples you as well. Because when I watch the Conquer series, when I watch Warpath, it transformed me, especially Warpath. Warpath is Conquer on steroids. I love it. I mean, it is like, wow, it just challenges your faith. It challenges your beliefs. It just deals it drills right uh into the core of who you are with the word of god it's so powerful so yes i encourage even though the, these are 
particularly men's series, we can glean from them and they can transform us as well. And now we're better equipped because we know what's going on in their world, but you know, scripture is scripture. It's for everybody. The word of God is universal. So yes. I'm not saying them, but I think I would like to see them. I'm not married again yet, but I am going to get married again someday. That's right. Hey. That's right. And it gets, the tools are so helpful. I mean, we always, I think the number one question, how do we know he's not going to relapse? Mm -hmm. How do I know he's not going to cheat if you decide to, to stay in the marriage? Or how do I make sure war pack? Oh my goodness. I mean, it, when you see the tools they're being given uh, and the way that they can uh, help put up barriers and safeguards for the marriage, you don't have to babysit him. Because ladies, there's yes. nothing yes. sexy about going to bed with <laughs> have to babysit. Yeah. I, I don't want to, I don't no. I, I don't want, I'm just, I'm done with that. I mean, I want right? an aunt. Yeah. I right? want a man. I don't want the, you know, the shackles from his sin to turn into a noose that I get mm -hmm. to onto or a leash that I lead him along. That's yeah. healthy for either one of us. No, you don't want a man child. You don't want no. to give him his mansifier every time he has a little temper tantrum, you know? No. So that's more pack. You see that? Yes, I love it. I love it. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, girls. Ladies, thank you so much for being here. We're going to wrap it up. Unfortunately, you know, we're limited with time. I wish we could go on and on, but stay connected and come back. Come back next month, okay? And tell your friends, tell your girlfriends, tell the ladies, because you know what? Trauma is trauma, but we're going to deal specifically with betrayal and help you, give you tools. We're going to get into the brain. We're going to get into healing. We're going to get into all this stuff that's part of this journey to give you what you need, okay? And then when we launch from the ashes, bam! You know, we got something that's like conquer. Uh, it's it's going to throw a conquer out of the water, blow conquer out of the water. I'm Filipino. Sometimes I get my English analogies <laughs> all mixed up. Sorry. <laughs> well, I want to thank you all again, um, Kiana, Christina, and Carissa for having me and for you oh. ladies for on your journey. Thank you guys so much and continue to show up and, and the healing is going to continue to come. Thank you, Michelle. Does someone want to end this in prayer? Okay. Michelle, okay. why don't you? Oh, Chris up, Chris up, yes. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Michelle. Abba, Father, we just come before you, Lord, just thanking you for this time for us to come together today to bear our hearts, um, to posture our hearts, to receive healing, God, and to address the trauma and the pains, Father God. So we thank you, Lord God, for mending every heart that's broken, God. We thank you for going into the crevices and um, your healing balm of Gilead just touching there, God. I thank you, Father God, for each and every woman that is on in this community. I thank you, Lord God, that you continue to make straight the crooked past in their lives, Father. I thank you that you continue to um, love on them, Father God. I thank you that you continue to um, just let them know, Father God, that your love will conquer all, Father God. I thank you for Tiana for leading this movement, God. I thank you for replenishing her for all that she's poured out, Father God. I thank you for Christina and Carissa, Father God, because you said, you know, those that have come alongside to run with the vision, I just thank you for the vision that you've given them. And I thank you that you continue to elevate them and bless the work of their hands, Father God. And I thank you, Lord God, that as we leave this place today, we leave this place, but never your presence, Father God. So I thank you for the manifestation of this prayer because your word does not return void. It performs that which is sent forth to do, Father. So we thank you. We love you. 
and we say in Jesus name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Michelle. Love you, ladies. God bless you. Go out in this week with courage. Okay. So inhale courage, exhale fear. Exhale fear. Bye.